This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today we are getting into some risky business. I see you got your Wayfares on. I do. This is risky business. Yes. You, you just slid across the couch. I'm I am into in, the chair. Uh, in my gotch. Yeah. Yeah. Please put on some pants. Uh, ask everybody at home. <laughs> So we got Douglas Chan on the show today. We do. Yeah. Doug Chan, he's a personal insurance sales manager from Reliance Insurance. And today we are talking about strata insurance and specifically deductibles and premiums and a huge increase that's happened recently in the lower mainland. But it's it's really something that's that's increased by about 50 to 300%. Yeah. So let's just put it this way. I think if I was listening at home, I'd hear strata insurance, my eyes would glaze over. Uh, this might be the, one of the more terrifying, uh, keep you on the edge of your seat episodes we've had in a while. Yes. And uh, so, so don't change the dial yet. Yes, yeah, and you're likely not listening to a device that has a dial, um, but uh, do, take Matt's advice. This is this is riveting stuff. Now let's just talk about like just to give let's you put, break down put the it problem. into context here. So okay, an example in Langley. There's a building in Langley. It's a newer building. Okay, they have had zero claims in the last three years that they've that they've been in operation. A um, couple hundred units. Their water deductible went from $5,000, okay? So meaning if they triggered the building deductible, it was $5,000, uh, 
up to $250,000 in their recent renewal. Their increased premiums went up, I think, by about three or 400%. So we're, we're seeing now not only a, a case where Estrada is going to have to pay a huge amount of money um, should something happen, is specifically related to water in most cases. But we're also seeing a premium now that's going to increase strata fees. That's right. And this was, uh, in my understanding, and Doug will talk more about it on the episode, but almost unforeseen, right? There In, in Vancouver, there's a couple of insurers that do multifamily, right? There's three big players, and Doug talks about this as well. Yes. But what's basically happened is... People just don't want to insure multifamily. Like, I think the numbers just don't make sense for insurance companies when there are so many water claims. Well, yeah. I mean, there are only a few players that are willing to assume a certain level of risk before the insurance product is no longer profitable, right? And that's where we're at. Yeah, that's, and, that's and where that's, we're at. It, it sounds that way. But so, here's the thing. Like, what does this mean for homeowners that are stretched? It's not just Langley. It's not just Langley. No. Well, and I just was in a building the other day where on, right at the elevator, it said due to rising insurance costs, it didn't even talk about the water deductible, but it said your strata fee is going up 20%. Yeah. Which I've seen in a lot of documents uh, lately. We've just seen- Well, there's a building downtown. You were- Well, I we think you actually it cited bit. it on the yeah, live we, episode as we, well. We talk about it a bit on the show, but there is a building in Yale Town where the, I believe the deductible for water went up to $600,000. Um, a lot of these buildings where there's been a lot of leaks over time, uh, pinhole leaks, issues with plumbing, um, they're getting hit the hardest, um, it seems. Uh, but also, it, it seems to be happening to buildings that don't have claims as well or don't have a high level of claims. So it feels like no one's really safe. We're, we're in uncertain territory. We and what the, where this actually goes uh, is kind of anyone's guess. Well, right? yeah. And it's and, and Doug's primarily. <laughs> and the insurance people are saying we're kind of moved toward, we've moved towards a hard market um, in insurance, which has happened in the past and it's uh, but this is this is a little bit unique a lot of the the brokers are are really not knowing how to stick handle this they're trying to get creative and trying to get in front of it but it is very complicated the other thing we will say is that i was actually just anecdotally speaking to um a property manager uh a friend of ours the other day who was saying that some of her buildings um have gone up to like five hundred thousand dollar deductibles um, huge uh, increases to the premiums. And she's got like seven or eight buildings. And she said like, I, I think half of them went up to that. So this is happening. A lot of, building like down, this, a lot of buildings downtown for sure. I a think lot of are, buildings are for having sure. issues. Uh, and then just to play this out and Doug will, will speak more to Doug about this, but what does that mean when you have to get personal insurance for your unit where you might be on the hook if you or a tenant of yours has a leak and suddenly you have to pay a $500 or $500,000 deductible. So personal insurance is challenging. Sometimes there are th people are speculating that building insurance is going to be challenging. Yes. But what does this mean for homeowners that are stretched, people that are just trying to barely get into this market, investors uh, where suddenly your costs balloon? Right. What does this mean for rents? Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of different facets here. Right. And, uh, and I'm really excited to have Doug on the show because he can break it down for us. But before we get to our interview with Doug, Matt, why don't we uh, do the Oakland tip? The Oakland tip. This is our brokerage since October. Fantastic place to hang your hat. Yes. And you were your, at an Oakland license. sales kickoff. Yesterday. I was at an Oakland sales kickoff yesterday. I left inspired. Did you? You know what it is? It, 
being in a room full of uh there's a lot of people doing a lot of interesting things at Oakland uh and uh and man they're pushing they're pushing forward in a way that I haven't there's seen There's a before. lot of momentum over there. Huge momentum. I mean a lot of agents that haven't been around that long doing a ton of business like it's yeah. it's crazy. So yeah, it was really inspiring great place, but let's get to this tip. The sure. tip this week is about depreciation reports. Okay. A depreciation report for a strata is like a physical on a property. And by physical, I think they mean a medical physical like you get on your body. Yeah, like the ones I fail. <laughs> Speaking of insurance, yeah, <laughs> let's exactly. not talk about that. Yeah. It, it gives you a checkup on the health of the property right. and can help you prepare for any maintenance or repairs that may be necessary in the present and future. Yeah. And when they check the water deductible, they tell you to look left and cough twice. (laughs) And Matt, as always, we follow the Oakland tip with a tip of our own. And this is usually not real estate related, but I think today you might actually have one connected to the market. I do. Yeah. Surprise, surprise on the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. My tip this week is if you're interested in housing generally, uh, real estate markets and Vancouver in a global context. Pick up the latest edition of The Economist from January 16th. I think it came out 2020. I just right. bought this last week. They have a, you know, how they do these special reports. Yeah. They have this special report on housing. Uh, it's so good at capturing a lot of the issues in Vancouver, the challenges, the opportunities, putting it in a global context, really synthesizing a lot of the research, a lot of the debates. It's, it's a, Fantastic read. I read it Sunday morning. It was great. Great. Well, I'll, I'll let uh, Father Beaudry know where you were. Uh, that's because uh, I, I mean, I mean, uh, we were all waiting for you at the uh, at the cathedral. Uh, but anyway, what else do we do we got Adam? First off, uh, we have a guest for Vancouver Real Estate Live coming up. We February nineteenth. This is gonna be this is gonna be a stellar one on YouTube. Yes. We have Mark Ting joining us. Everyone probably knows him, fan favorite, past guest. He's been on more than once. And he's a CBC regular contributor. He shows up on the CBC, talks all things finance. So we're thinking of this Vancouver Real Estate uh, live event on the 19th where you can show up with all your questions. Any sort of financial questions at all, turn up. Mark Ting's in the house. This guy can answer all your questions. No questions asked. Yeah, exactly. And Mark Ting, we will say he is a he's regular on the CBC and he's, he's a regular on our show. But he's, he's teaching also, at SFU now. Yeah, he's teaching at SFU. He's a partner with Foundation Wealth, uh, where he helps clients reach their financial goals. An avid real estate investor himself. Yes. He he actually and has, he takes on some challenging real estate investments. Oh uh, man, we've had him on in the past. You can go back to previous episodes, but. Great guy to talk to. I can't wait for this live. So head over to YouTube, type in Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. We have our own channel there. We're doing yes. videos, weekly videos. Right. Uh, and we're also doing the live events. You click that bell. It's going to alert you. you got to ring the bell. Ring the bell. It's February fun to do. 19th. It's fun to ring that bell. Like, just Subscribe and ring the bell. you got to try this. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But uh, February 19th, 7 p.m., Mark Ting. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And, and we sh- Shout should, out. We should say, everybody's asking us where we're doing these. Yeah. Because the studio is, is it's breathtaking. It's a beautiful, beautiful it's, place. It's a beautiful place to be shooting video. This is live at the Bento Box. We're here right now. Shout out to Ramey and RamyFilms.com. He's helping us with these videos. And the quality of the last live video, like if you haven't, this, well, yeah. this was, I was, I watched about five minutes of it after and I was struck. Like it's a Hollywood movie quality. It's, yeah. It's insane. No, it reminded me of, uh, what's that film? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that was yeah. a great movie. Yeah. yeah. I was Brad Pitt 
And you were, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, but, but regardless, Raimi Films is regardless, pretty great. Regardless, you're ugly, you're ugly and <laughs> no, annoying. No, come on. I, I know. Quentin Tarantino's a genius. Um, and <laughs> you're the brains of the operation. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Raimi Films, Raimi, that's what he's doing. He's a, he's a video marketing genius, and uh, these are beautiful videos, and these are... These are vi- beautiful films, and they're available on YouTube. <laughs> Can we describe them as beautiful films? I don't know. Let's cut to our interview, uh, this week's interview with Douglas Chen. Doug Chen, great guy, great interview. Okay, so we're here with Douglas Chan, personal insurance sales manager at the Reliance Insurance Group. How you doing, Douglas? Doing all right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Doug, for taking the time today. We really uh, appreciate you coming down. My pleasure. Um, maybe can you start by lis- telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? You bet. Um, so I'm an uh, insurance broker specializing in personal insurance. So I do homes, condos, tenants, auto travel, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been at it for just over 10 years, and it's, uh, yeah, wow. it's been a good time. Great. So we we brought you on, Doug, uh, really because there seems to be basically, uh, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, a crisis when mm. it comes to strata insurance right now um, that a lot of people don't know about. I, I feel like it's all we've been talking about. And still, it's like people seem, even in the industry, don't seem to, to kind of understand the scope of what's going on. So can you can you talk a little bit about what's going on? With insurance right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, most people from a consumer standpoint, they're used to seeing their insurance premiums going up every year. It's just, you know, like death in taxes, right? <laughs> right. But um, I think specifically with, with home insurance right now, it's it's getting tough because you're seeing the pendulum swing the other way from, uh, say, when I got into the industry, you know, uh, insurance companies were very competitive with each other. Uh, they wanted to keep, you know, reasonably rates fairly low give people good coverage, and then grow the business, right? Um, but when, what happens is, you know, as, um, you know, we've seen a lot of catastrophic weather events and just uh, losses in general are piling up. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, yeah, like I said, the pendulum swings the other way. And we're now in a uh, what we call a hard market. And the hard market means that underwriting guidelines are getting really tough. Uh, rates are going even higher than usual, right? So, um yeah, that's kind of what's happening right now, and um, we will talk about this, but the strata situation right now in BC is particularly tough. Yeah, can we maybe talk a little bit about yeah. the 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 strata? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just lay it out here, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you turn on the evening news and you see the, they're talking about strata deductibles and <laughs> you, perhaps using words like crisis, you know, it's, uh, it's notable for sure. Um, so, for example, with strata is what we've seen in the past few years, you know, um, specifically having to do with water damage. It's a huge concern for any multi-unit strata, right? Um, you know, you'd see your deductible somewhere in the range of five to maybe on the high end, $25,000. And those have now in the last six to eight months ballooned to, you know, 100000 plus and, um, you know, up to, like you said, you've seen one recently with 600000 it's yeah. crazy, right? So, and, and so just to kind of unpack this, so this means basically, so for the strata building, if there was a, a leak that, that happened that affected multiple units, the strata's deductible would be in, in yesteryear, maybe 
10, 15, $25,000 yeah. if triggered. Um, and now we're seeing like somewhere with the, the, the range seems to be about 50% to about a 300% increase. Yeah. Easily yeah. over, over those previous amounts. Yeah. Okay. So, so how, what are the concerns, I guess, just kind of thinking about, uh, concerns, first of all, maybe just for stratas, like what does this mean for a strata? Well, what we're seeing right now, and again, my my agency, we don't um, do a lot of mult, like big stratas, mm-hmm. um, but um, what I've heard anyway is that those companies, you know, uh, they're really struggling even to obtain renewal terms. So what I hear from my clients who are the unit owners would be, you know, uh, we don't know what's happening. Our strata is supposed to be renewing. We've maybe gotten a one-month extension, a two-month extension, and they're all just kind of holding their breath, waiting to see what's going to happen. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely uncomfortable, to say the least. Yeah. And so if I understand correctly, so it's usually the water deductible. And I think anyone who at least lives in Vancouver has seen kind of the restora- restoration yeah. vehicles that was yeah. parked outside <laughs> those, of a those high boys rise. Are busy, yeah. yeah, like it, it's, it seems fairly consistent. Some buildings are worse than others where there's, there's you know, uh, uh, kitty litter put down the toilet or whatever where there's a leak and mm-hmm. it impacts five six units so that's the the risk that these insurers are trying to get away from right there uh the ballooning costs but so the deductibles go up and they go up to a hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand sure. five hundred thousand do and the premiums are going up as well right now mm-hmm. yeah um, I'm a little bit, again, more removed from that, but I've seen my, my clients have sent me, uh, you know, copies of AGM uh, minutes or just literally notices they've posted in their elevator saying, hey, we renewed our insurance. This is a new deductible. Uh, and by the way, our premiums have gone up from whatever. Like I've seen triple, you know. Yeah. Just, I mean, I just, somebody just sent me a photo of outside an elevator uh, out in Burnaby where, yeah, they said it was from. 25 the deductible went from 25 not quite as bad as the one that you're talking about 25,000 to 100,000 the premium went up they didn't say how much but they said there's going to be a 20% increase in strata fees to cover that they're going to have to borrow against the contingency fund to wow. to get it going and that doesn't even seem that kind of seems like not the best case scenario, but they didn't get, uh, we've heard worse, right? We've like, heard far worse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're not able to get insurance, period, then that's obviously the worst case scenario, right? So, um, you know, I guess you put that against double or triple the premium, I guess you have to stomach the latter, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So is it possible, just thinking out loud here, like, is it possible for a strata to not be able to get insurance? And if they can't, like, what does that look like? You have, say, 190 units in a strata building, mm-hmm. like, and nobody's willing to insure it. Is that where we're where we're going? Yeah, from what I've heard, it's it's uh, the in some cases what they're having to do is um, they've got multiple insurance companies just coming in and subscribing, uh, or just you know only taking on a fraction of the risk, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, not able to get 100% coverage, right? So, um, yeah, it's a problem for sure. Uh, I, I don't know how, say, the ones that I've heard about have been resolved, but someone had to come to the table, yeah. probably you, for a pretty penny. Do you mean like somebody would, like an insurance company might take on like the water deductible, another person might, another company might take on like, uh, I don't know, fire or something along those lines? Or do you mean a percentage of each? 
a percentage of the the entire. When I say risk, I mean yeah. just like say the risk is the building, yeah. right? And so then, um, usually, then it'll it'll show you a list of each insurance company who's. Um, uh, like I said, subscribed or part of the list of insurers, right? right. So they'll say ABC Insurance is on for forty percent, and uh, XYZ is on for you know whatever the rest. Right? Um, yeah. But from what I've heard, it's it's been more difficult to scrape together that hundred percent. Ah, okay. Yeah. So so in those cases, um, you know, you you work on the on you know you guys do do some strata, but. You know, you've helped a lot of our clients as well, like on the personal insurance side. What happens uh, for either investors or homeowners right now where suddenly it's like, okay, well, the deductible went from whatever, 25K to, mm-hmm. to 150K. Um, how does that impact their personal insurance? Well, it greatly limits the options that you have. Um, again, as a consumer, myself, I'm a condo owner, right? Um, you know, where before, if you go to a general brokerage like like uh, like my company, Reliance, right? Um, easily, you can have six, seven, eight viable options, right? Um, varying rates and coverages, right? So you kind of pick and choose what is most ideal for you. Uh, at this current juncture, I, I think that if you say you're, you're over $100,000 on your water damage deductible for your strata, you're pretty well limited to maybe two, maybe three options. And that that hurts as well, because then you don't really have as, as great of uh, a variety of choices out there, right? So um, as a broker, you know, I'm as clear as I can be on that. Just like, listen, under normal circumstances, we'd like to be able to offer, you know, so many more choices. But right now, it's pretty much a two-horse race. Right, right. Yeah. And so what, so if you go from, say, let's call it, six or seven options to two because five parties have decided that they just don't want to even be involved (laughs) at all. Yeah. Right. What does that, what does that typically mean for, for how much you're like a average homeowner in that's trying to insure a condo? Mm -hmm. What, how does the policy change and, and what in terms of pricing does that, how is that reflected in an annual kind of insurance policy? Well, um, I would say even since I got into the industry, like I said, in, in 09, um, when you could get a condo insurance policy uh, for, say, you know, $250, $300, right? Right now, you're seeing the entry level for, you know, a bare basic policy probably triple that, right? Hmm. Um, especially if you're a first-time homeowner, you know, you've, you've never had insurance before, so you don't have a lot of discounts to offset, you know, uh, right. offset that. Um, but... Um, how does that how does that work? I think that what you're going to see is, um, regardless of how many options you have, the premiums are going to go up. I've been telling my clients for years. Um, right now, you think it's bad. Your premiums going up, say ten, fifteen percent. You know, which it seems like a lot because I know I don't make fifteen percent more than I did last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it's going to be really tricky. I think that you're going to see condo owner insurance premiums probably get up to the range of or even eclipsing homeowners. For just for the basic coverage, because you look at, again, your dishwasher leaks, it could have nothing to do with you. It's not your fault, but you're the one getting the bill for it yeah. in your condo, excuse me. Yeah. Well, well, in that, so it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people would think, okay, the, the higher the price point or the larger the, the square footage, uh, the higher the insurance, but it's actually the risk, especially in a, in a condo building, a condo high rise where, yeah. you know, you've, yeah, he's heard on the radio somebody say something about, oh, my cat turned the faucet on. <laughs> Likely story, right? Sure. But if if that actually, if something like that occurs and you and it trickles down through 
eight, 10 units, like that's the, the bill there is, is enormous. But so it sounds like worst case scenario, I'm just trying to get numbers here. So if you're paying, say you're paying 800 bucks sure. a year, let's just okay. say 800 bucks a year and your strata gets uh, a policy that is, it's bad news across the board. So then your strata fees go up on that front, say to the tune of 15, 20%. Um, if somebody actually, if there's actually water issues, there's potential costs there. But on the insurance side from 800, would you be thinking, like you're saying 15, 20%. Mm-hmm. So it's not all, I was actually thinking that on the personal side, it might be a lot worse. Like, I mean, that's still whatever it is, you know. Yeah, that, like I said, that's for like a fairly entry level type, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those unlucky people where you're building your strata deductibles going through the roof and they're telling you you need 250K or 500K coverage, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're for sure looking at probably closer to double that, I would say. And are you still seeing insurance? Like, are there still options for people with the $500,000 water deductible? Or are you seeing poten- the potential for no options for insurance for some homeowners? When it starts getting that high, um, like I mentioned, there's basically two options, and I don't want to bore you with too many details. <laughs> but uh, there, there's one insurance company that is, is uh, you know, fairly good on that front. Uh, they'll give you a lot of coverage for the strata deductible. So at that point, actually, with them, we're not too worried. Um, but, uh, they, there's another loophole in the wordings and you got to be careful with your wordings, right? Um, uh, where there's a, there's a strangely low limit for another potentially important strata assessment type thing. So, uh, for most people, again, at this point, which is partly the reason why I'm even here talking to you guys is it, the big and scary is the deductible. Uh, but, um, through the discussion, we've also uncovered that, um, there, there are other shortfalls potentially with that one insurance company. Um, the other option is to uh, artificially inflate your contents limit uh, with another company, right? Which they don't want either because let's just say you're carrying a $500,000 deductible on your strata. And um, in order to get the coverage for that under your unit owner's policy, you have to jack up your contents limit to a six-figure value, which is not even true. You know, you could have mm-hmm. next to nothing inside your condo, right? So um, the insurance companies don't want people just um, taking buying, buying strata deductible coverage essentially from them. Right. Um, it's, it's, it, it's meant to be the whole package. Right. So that's why a lot of people are comprehensive. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, um, the intention is that you have to, um, insure for the right amount of personal property coverage. And then with that part and parcel, you get your, you know, your strata coverages and your, um, your, your living expenses, liability and whatnot. Um, but Again, not to make things too complicated, but that's kind of the situation right now. There's two options, and quite honestly, neither of them are perfect. Right. So, so it's funny. We were talking to somebody this morning uh, about this, and you know, uh, he said, "Well, you know, in a if if the costs get too high for for homeowners, you know, in a the way a market should work is some other company should see an opportunity." Um, like, is there, is there a world in which, um, you know, some other players see an opportunity here? There's a lot of condos in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. There's, this is a huge market for, for home insurance. Like, do you see the market actually, uh, helping to alleviate some of these, this, this kind of insane ramp mm-hmm. up that's going on in the last six months? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't think that there's going to be one insurance company that's already not here. For example, that's just going to swoop in and clean everything up. Um, it 
eventually will come back the other way and, and the, the market will soften a little bit because it just has to. It's in the law, law of equilibrium, right? But uh, what, what I think is going to provide a lot of relief is if there's someone who can come in with a niche product just for the strata deductible coverage, right? So then let's just say, you know, you have your base condo policy that provides, I don't know, 25000 or maybe up to 100000 And then if you need more than that, then you can shore that up uh, on a supplemental policy. That might provide some relief, I think. Um, but uh, again, to the end consumer, that's still going to amount to more money, uh, more premium paid. But if that's the only way you're going to get the coverage, then again, I myself being consumer, I say, you know, that's what I have to be able to budget for personally. Yeah. yeah set aside the money. You have to. Is, is there any potential of, of like a government intervention or anything that anything else that might kind of save the day for concerned homeowners? Um, I, I think it's possible. I know that, you know, uh, w- within my team, you know, that kind of concept has been tossed around a little bit. Well, but the thing is, you know, we're, we're insurance people. <laughs> we're not, we're not politicians. We're not policymakers. And we, right. I don't know realistically how that would play out. What, a government intervention would look like. Um, I know that, um, you know, in discussions with our claims, uh, we have a claim specialist in house. Uh, it stems all the way through the, the federal uh, strata act, the way that um, locally, how each individual strata's bylaws are able to be worded and with all these chargebacks and assessments. Um, so that potentially, you know, um, you know, I'm way out of my depth in speaking on the strata act, but uh, as far as I understood, um, there's a potential there where it could be amended. Uh, but at the end of the day, the money's got to come from somewhere, right? Right. Someone on the 30th floor of your high rise, uh, springs, a springs a leak. Who's going to pay for that? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So is there anything like what can in the short term, I guess, it sounds like you're fairly confident that, um, that, you know, like everything, the pendulum will swing, will swing back. There's brighter <laughs> <Fingers> days. crossed. <laughs> brighter, brighter days. Don't yeah. hit the parachute, the eject button yet. But yeah. uh, what at this point can Stratas looking for insurance or homeowners do? Like, is there? Do you have any tips for anyone out there that's that's mm. dealing with this? Well, on the Strata side, again, it's you got three players in the race. I mean, I don't mind saying their names. It's BFL, Caprice, MW, and Hub. Right? Those are the big three, um, and uh, so. From what I understand, talking with people, my clients who are on the Stratus, and they're the ones who are kind of responsible for spearheading the insurance, you know, I mean, I'm telling them, realistically, you're probably not going to do much better, honestly, trying the other two, whoever you're with, right? But, you know, go have that if yeah. you want to go but through But literally, it's, it's just shop yeah. around to the other... Th- the other yeah. two, basically. I realistically don't know if, if the other two could do much better than whoever you're with right now, right? Um, for the um, for the condo unit owners, right? And but mind you, that includes townhouse owners as well, right? Um, I would say that, um, you know, you've got to, if you're working with a broker right now, you know, you've got to trust them uh, that they know, A, know what they're doing and that they do have your best interests in mind, you know? Uh, in challenging times like this, in the best of times, they're already probably got this sneaking feeling like, hey, wait a second, you know, I've been with this insurance company for a long time, my premiums are going up. Um, how do I how do I um, get ahead? Or how do I beat the, you know, the insurance system? I think it really comes down to, again, trusting your broker and really believing that they've got your best interest in mind. Um, that's how I approach my my business. Uh, you know, I 
I, I want to make sure, you know, because um, people, you know, it's a hard-earned buck, right? Um, insurance arguably is pro- more than it should be already, but, um, you know, so you, you have to respect that as a broker. Right. Yeah. But it's interesting, inter- interesting times when, you know, the, we talk continuously about affordability and this might mean strata fees going up 20 to 30% for the well, average condo. Yeah, right across and the board. And then maybe right? even up to 100% increases in insurance. So, yeah. <laughs> People that are already stre- have stretched themselves quite thin um, on top of this, I mean, it 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 it's not mar- a marginal increase. No, right? it's it's a pretty substantial increase. On and a it's monthly, something that you wouldn't have accounted basis. for if you're running numbers even for your own. Can I afford this? Two three years ago, right? right. Like this yeah. is mm-hmm. something that you know no one would have said. Oh yeah, and also make sure two years from now you budget for a hundred percent increase mm-hmm. uh, in your insurance and a thirty percent increase in your strategy to cover the premium. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's kind of incredible. Really, uh, do do we run? Can I and and Doug? We've kind of we've talked a little bit around this, perhaps, but um, we talked before we went live on air. Um, I just heard a story about a building downtown Vancouver hitting uh, a six hundred thousand dollar water yeah. deductible, yeah. and the homeowners in the building cannot get. Uh, well, from what they can tell so far, they haven't been able to secure um, a rider for covering that deductible if, if one of the homeowners triggered it. Um, what happens in a scenario like that? Is it, does it go to the lawyers or does it like at what, at what point, if you trigger the building deductible, there's a leak and now the strata comes back to you and says, okay, uh, Mr. Mrs. Homeowner, you owe us $600,000. Have, have, is this uncharted territory? Like, have we seen anything like this or, any, can you talk to that a little it, bit? It's certainly unprecedented. You know, yeah. I, I honestly don't know what it would be like. I mean, can you, can you set up a payment plan for that? I mean, do you just have to sell your property? Uh, I think you mentioned, like, does the person have to declare bankruptcy? bankruptcy yeah. I mean, I should hope not, right? But, um, I mean, it's really yeah. interesting to think, okay, so if there's a $600,000 deductible there, and then you potentially have, like, what I would think is going to happen here is that more and more people are... Are, if the pre if if you can get insurance, but the premium is going to be a lot higher on yeah. your on the personal side, there's people that are just just going to take the risk, right? They're just not going to get insurance. I know. Mm-hmm. I just talked to a guy I've known for years who doesn't have insurance on his condo. I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. right? But that would be one potential outcome, I would think. Or if people just can't get personal insurance, then but, you have a building full of people. But what about the lender? Because that's I mean that I I just think about how much this complicates things in terms like of closing, right? When you get the insurance binder and you and the mortgage kicks in and just all, all the requirement, like are lenders going to lend on buildings, first with, of all? With the water deductible. With high, the water high. deductible at 600,000. Yeah. And are we going to have buildings now that are, that are, are blacklisted or yeah. flagged, right? Like CMHC um, won't won't land on certain buildings with or buyers that just quite frankly won't buy. I mean, I I can't imagine a lot of the buyers that we work with looking at a building with a six hundred thousand well, dollars no. deductible that can't secure, yeah. uh, insurance. For they're, sure, they're not going to pull the trigger on that. So, I mean, now you have people kind of. They're, obviously, this is going to impact prices as well, right? In in not even sub markets, just 
building specific pricing based on things like the insurance deductible. Oh, it should. I think so. You know, yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you, you know, if, if I were in the market for a new condo and I found out that it had a half million dollar deductible and I understood how deductibles were, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good luck. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if I, and if I understood that I, I would, I would, and if I had that option against a building that only, only had a $100,000 deductible, I'm choosing the other one. Yeah, sure. Um, even though realistically, if you're a hundred thousand today, it could be definitely 500,000 next year. Right. If this trend keeps continuing, that's the, that's a crazy thing. Well, that's right? just it. Right. Because yeah. I mean, we've seen some stratas have gotten off easy with, you know, um, being raised from say $15,000 to $25,000, yeah. but you're only as good as your last year. In yeah. terms that's the of, thing. Like yeah. your new track record might put you up to a hundred grand or more. Right. Yep. Um, well, and we were talking about this this morning actually, but like, because this seems like, okay, when was the last real crisis type situation in condos and with condos in Vancouver is a, yeah. a leaky condo crisis, right? Yeah. Uh, but in that case, you know, that was a, that was a construction issue. You could actually look at a building and see, okay, is this, is this going to have issues? Is it, does it have rain screen technology? You know, all those things with this, it seems like a, it's across the board, right? There's, Every strat is dealing with the same issue, but B, you're only as good as the last year. So you can say, you know, oh, building A has a much better track record, uh, but that's not necessarily the year after, two years down the line or three, or you get one one person in there that has, you know, like whatever. It could. It's very hard to figure out how you can look at the strat, the, the strata's insurance policy and their claims history, right? That would be, but that's an educated that only tells someone uh, yeah, the story because yeah. you, you don't even know who could move in in the, in the unit above you tomorrow. Sure. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I'll tell a quick story about a client of mine. I mean, I feel really badly for her. I mean, she's still an existing client of mine. She had to actually move out of her place. Uh, you know, it's a little um, low rise off of uh, like Oak and 16th ish. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the unit above her. Um, toilet no it was a bathtub overflow and then a um, dishwasher leak two yeah. claims within you know we'll call it a year ish right and we're, we got to the point where i couldn't even get her a regular insurance policy the one that she has right now is you know disproportionately expensive and offers next to no water coverage so you know i've even told her like you may want to think about just selling that property because you can't right. insure it properly right yeah it's it's actually kind of terrifying yeah um yeah so how, how I mean, and we've kind of, again, we've kind of talked about this, but just to kind of flesh it out a bit, how, how do you see this playing out, like, based just, just from conversations at the office and an educated <laughs> guest? Man, that's a, that's a really tough one, right? I wish I had the crystal ball answer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, so today we're talking about a $600,000 deductible. You're going to see those more commonplace. And maybe a month or two from now, you're going to see a $750,000 deductible, right? Right. Thousand. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You know, um, I just, it's, it's kind of funny now, like in the industry where we're all talking about, Hey, remember when it was easy to do insurance? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, or yeah. where it was almost an afterthought in the, purchasing process oh right? yeah You'd i mean like, for you guys i mean yeah. you're worrying about things like what oil tanks and you know yeah. is this a good neighborhood bad neighborhood yeah. but yeah well now uh, now everything is it has to absolutely be conditional to to making sure that you can get insurance on the property i mean yeah. we've done that 
for years, but it's never, I, I think if anything, this has hammered home the fact that you need a subject clause when you're buying something to do your due diligence and actually speak to a broker yeah. and, and make sure that you can actually get insurance on the property because God forbid, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, so in, and one, just to think about different property types here. So this is uh, obviously high rise condo buildings sure. is where this is, is uh, that's my understanding at least is they're getting hit hardest. Right. Um, but, but multifamily, buildings yeah uh, it, anything that's stratified any, i would say okay, so it so, could be low rises so it, yeah what about there. okay and then so townhomes mm-hmm. duplexes single family homes like uh, how, how does that play out there or does it even impact them at all oh it, it certainly impacts them because the thing the thing is everything's connected right so uh, we're here focusing specifically on condos and stratas, but I mean, we're not even talking about auto, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Uh, good old ICBC, uh, the private market, you know, uh, in BC is is not in a good state either, right? So uh, for those clamoring for the the privatization of auto, it's it's not as easy an answer as just saying that. But uh, we've seen we also do like marine, you know, pleasure craft, right? So you got people who like to putt around in their boats in the summertime. Those rates have gone up easily thirty to fifty percent. Um, it, everything's connected, right? They have, yeah. a, they have a flood in the States, in Houston or whatnot, uh, earthquake in Japan. Uh, eventually, it all circles around and everything's connected. So mm-hmm. so is it connected, though, just, to, just so I understand, is it, is it connected in the sense that these are global insurance companies that are, that are kind of factoring in just where – just their risk globally sure yeah yeah that's that's what you're what you're getting at yeah yeah obviously you know um uh, because a lot of the companies they do operate internationally right and you know not to mention reinsurance which again you know insurance for insurance companies for example right they're all connected in that way as well right so that's why if if they've got uh you know being billions of dollars being paid out uh in australia right now for example right we talked about that um, you know, um, again, it, it, there's always a ripple effect, right? So, uh, but you bet they're keeping, you know, very, spe- you know, uh, specific data on localized areas. So they want to know what's happening in BC, Canada and, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, so. This might, and, and just maybe to shift gears a little bit, but we've talked a little bit about this on our podcast, but a lot of people, when they, you know, you can go online and get insurance or you can use a broker. Why, why use a broker? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, being a broker, I can't help but toot our, toot our own <laughs> horn here. Right. Um, I, I just think that um, when, when done properly, um, it, it benefits the, the, the client, right? Uh, much like using a broker for anything else, right? It's, um, you, you literally need a middleman. Like you as a person cannot call, for example, Intact Insurance downtown and say, hey, give me a quote. They're going to tell you, call, find a broker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when it's done right, you know, it's like not only that company, but whatever else is open to you, right? And then we have that discussion. We, we create that relationship and, and find out uh, what is it that you're interested in, right? Because a lot of people, for example, they're just like, just find me the cheapest thing. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, if you say so, right? <laughs> but, um, but most people agree with me after having a proper discussion, like, let's find something with good balance, right? Right. Um, and I think that when you're going with one of the online uh, outfits or a direct insurer right they're only going to have the one option for you and usually a lot of times not mentioning any names they're both the insurance company and the broker all rolled into one right so um i know a lot of people clients of mine stay away from those types of channels just because they already have this sneaking suspicion that 
you know, when you're dealing with someone who, again, is the broker and underwriter and, you know, adjusting claims at the same time, you know, um, you know, they have worries that they're not being dealt with fairly. Yeah. It might be in your best interest to not provide the best insurance policy. Um, I, I would hope not. I mean, they're, they're still, you know, the people who work at those types of companies, I'm sure they've got integrity and you like to believe the best in them. Sure. Um, all I can speak of is, you know, for myself and the strength of the broker channel. I think it's, um, I've, I've been in it again for 10 plus years now and I believe in it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it should be going anywhere. Well, and you also, I mean, just doing it day in and experience matters. Uh, it's, it reminds me of mortgage brokers where it's the being able to, to know what's important, uh, for each client in terms of product and and being able yeah. to explain and protect them how powerful the product is over the rate and how, yeah. how where the how value powerful is, the right? insurance yeah. is over yeah. how much you pay for it necessarily right yeah because at the end of the day if you have something go wrong you want you want the insurance to step in mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. take care of what you expected it to take care of right yeah that's yeah. the biggest thing I guess yeah yeah are all policies created equal. <laughs> Uh, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, in in name, a lot of the policies will read uh, fairly similar, but um, uh, you know, you really have to dig into the into the fine print, the nitty gritty, to really realize that there's subtle differences, right? So, um, would one policy from the next be drastically different? No. So you look at a regular comprehensive homeowner's policy; they're more or less the same. Uh, s- subtle differences. You really see a lot of difference in, um, of course, the company's appetite. So certain companies will have better rates based on postal code or who you are, what you do, whatever. Um, And then they'll have small differences on um, things like jewelry coverage or artwork, wine collections, bikes, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there certain things that people should be looking for? Like, uh, you know, regular person, two-bedroom condo. Like what are the what are the key? I guess the water deductibles mm-hmm. on everybody's mind, but yeah, for sure. I think that um, for yeah, anyone who's living in a condo or townhouse, for sure. Um, yes, get get the right contents limit, but make sure you're not leaving yourself um, short on the the strata assessment side of things. Um, we didn't talk about this, but there's also a fairly common shortfall when it comes to strata earthquake assessments. Mm-hmm. So then we're talking about let's just say the big one hits right. And your strata probably carries usually in BC, it's a 10% earthquake deductible, right? right? So you take that amount and you chop that amongst all the um, unit owners, right? Maybe you can chip in some from the contingency reserve, but that amount, uh, that value that the individual unit owner could be assessed with, it varies greatly. So you want to, again, talk to your broker about, well, you know, realistically, how much coverage should I have? Because most policies, the default amount is 2500 bucks. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. Crazy. Right? So you have to buy up. Um, most, most policies will give you $25,000. Uh, but even huh. then, that's not enough. A lot of times, and I guess like the the other thing that I, I a lot of people overlook is is getting actual an actual copy of the insurance certificate from the strata, mm-hmm. which is not always provided in the documents. Like right. you often have to push to get that, and yeah. I think a lot of home buyers have to be educated on that. Mm-hmm. But but you'll typically ask for an insurance certificate. Oh, at this day, yeah, at this point, yeah, 100% of the time, you have to, because if I don't ask, I'm not doing my job properly. Sure. Yeah. Maybe just thinking, is there like something, you know, you talk to people with varying degrees of 
knowledge and understanding of the insurance business every day. If you, if there is one thing that you wish people knew hmm. that you're like, man, this is crazy that, you know, people don't understand this about this business. Wow. Yeah. I kind of put you good, on the spot with good that Good question. <laughs> Loaded question, though. I mean, I think that, um, again, uh, we've, we've been over it a lot, but I think at this point, to me, when I, when I encounter someone who lives in a condo or townhouse who doesn't have uh, condo insurance, to me, it's like, we got to do this like now because uh, it's just, you're leaving yourself so exposed. Uh, like very, very few people can self-insure or pay out of pocket for that, for these types of deductibles. I mean, even 25 grand is enough to seriously hurt someone financially, yeah. right? Let alone a six-figure value. Um, right. So, and it's, it's amazing yeah. because like just piggybacking on that, I, I talked to, a, and I've, yeah, I was like, run, don't walk to get insurance. I didn't realize he didn't have insurance. But he said, well, the Strata has insurance. Ah, see, yeah, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions about that. Yeah. Um, we see that a lot with Stratas and condo owners and also just regular landlords. So regardless of property type and their tenants, a lot of times the tenants, so the people that are renting, assume that the property owner's insurance will cover their stuff. It'll cover them if they have to move out because there's been a flood or a fire. Um, no, you need to get tenant insurance for that. Um, and it's, uh, uh, that's a huge misconception out there, I right. find. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. But I, uh, I just have, had one, one very quick. Yeah, I feel like ahead. this is the, 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 <laughs> just the way this is going lately. <laughs> uh, global warming, like you mentioned Australia. Sure. Is there, do you, the, the, it seems like in the insurance business is just getting more challenging. Like, what do you what do you see the future of just insurance more generally? Like, we hear the dumpster fire at I, ICBC, right? Quote unquote dumpster <laughs> fire. Uh, you're saying that this there's trouble ahead in the in the homeowner insurance. Like, it just seems like this is a that the risks are just becoming in, are increasing every day at a level where, like, to be an insurer, it doesn't even seem to make sense in a lot of cases. Like, what are your thoughts on that? It is it is um, super complicated. Uh, I I would like to think that it's going to come to a point where um, it feels like a fair value proposition for the consumer, um, but it's just so hard because it's it it is getting more and more complicated. Uh, things are getting more and more expensive to fix to replace as well, right? Um, one thing that comes up a lot, we, again, you know, we're an auto plan uh, agency as well. So we get a lot of walk-in ICBC business and, um, you know, no one loves ICBC, right? <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's a racket, you know, these guys are crooks, this and that. We hear everything under the sun, right? Yeah. And at the same time, you have to look at, um, uh, you know, opinions aside about, you know, mismanagement, you know, being wasteful, whatever, right? The thing is that, um, in BC, we have a very unique mix of circumstances, right? You look at Vancouver, it's a very uh, driving-dependent setup. I mean, transit is what it is, but people like to drive here. We also have a lot of money in the province, so we have people driving very nice cars. And, um, and, and that's you know why ICBC, last September, they did a major overhaul of their system, trying to get the rates right so you know, um, that the L and N drivers are paying especially end drivers paying way more, right? Yeah. right. If you've been in at-fault accidents in the past, you're going to get hammered, right? Uh, does that mean that people are claims-free are going to save money now? Um, no, probably not because ICBC has to dig themselves out, right? They're still in the red and they've got some work to do. 
Um, but yeah, they're really focusing on the people who really should be paying more. And I, mm -hmm. I have hope that they're getting that right now. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's good news. Yeah, that I know that only addresses part of your question. But um, yeah, the rest of it, as far as homes and whatnot, it's just getting more complicated now. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the cost of uh, materials, labor, everything is going up. So, so does insurance. It has to. Yeah. And so and, the market shifts, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then yep. the market likely will moderate or, or potentially shift back depending on the circumstances. But yeah. Unless we just see a continued well, push but forward, yeah. The only issue there is catastrophe. Yeah, the risk is just seems to be the risk just seems to be piling on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so a few more years of hard markets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're really hoping, but I I don't see anything different for twenty twenty. To yeah. be honest, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we'll see. I got my fingers crossed because make my job easier. Well, 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 we need uh, to go out on an optimistic note. Yeah, I was going to say, that was so we have, we have the, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, we do have a segment called the Five Wire Five Lighthearted Questions. Sure. Uh, some of them about Vancouver. What is your favorite neighborhood in Vancouver? Uh, well, I'm partial. I grew up in, in Caresdale on the west side, uh, so that's always home for me. Um, I recently moved to East Van, so uh, my I guess my All new right. favorite... My new favorite place is Hastings Sunrise, I guess. Great. Yeah. There you People go. stay up a little bit later than in Carousel. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> favorite bar or restaurant? Um, that's uh, yeah. That's also a tough question. Um, Nanaimo Sushi. I was I was going to yeah. say, what's up, hot dog? Okay, yeah. That's well, another. Hastings I was just there sunrise. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Um, the, the drum kit in the bathroom is real. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially since moving, I think um, my my wife and I have really uh, enjoyed. Um, there's a really nice Vietnamese place uh, on Hastings, and I'm going to say Slocanish. Yeah. Yeah. Bao yeah. Chow. We, yeah. 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 That's I mean, a great spot great as far as i know yeah family run they're super nice um and they've yeah. been there forever they're the spring roll kings they're yeah. my favorite so yeah i feel like hastings the hastings corridor still has some really great family-owned restaurants that yeah. are are phenomenal and and hidden gems too yeah and it's really coming up sure. which is exciting for us so. yeah. totally yeah. Yeah. totally the spring roll kings Oh, they're the best. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're really good. Spring rolls. That's the I know best I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Have of you guys rolls, heard yeah. of this? I just on a side note, but there's this guy, I forget what his name is. I think it's like the dumpling king. Yeah. But he, he just, he only does dr delivery mm -hmm. all around oh, Vancouver. Yeah. And he makes a variety he, of different dumplings. You can get like vegetarian or whatever, and he'll mm -hmm. drop off a hundred for you or whatever. And they yeah. come frozen. And You've you've heard of this? Just a Ukrainian guy. Yeah. That's no, no. He's he's just a guy. He's a he's a young guy that really is into dumplings. I we should get his name. The, we'll do a the riches are in the niches. They say. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard business. great things about Dumpling King. So yeah, yeah is yeah. it Dumpling King? It I think Dumplin it is King. Dumpling King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's he, good. He drops. Uh, he's on the bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One piece of advice you would give your eighteen-year-old self. Ooh. Um, network. I think that, uh, oh, you know, it's one. when I was younger, that was the, my, my parents were always harping on me about, you know, get out, meet people, just make, just make connections. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've always been up for meeting new people and making friends, but I didn't, it wasn't as focused, I feel like. And, um, you know, uh, once, once you get into a career mindset, you realize just how important it is. Right. So, yeah. Reputation is everything. You got to put your best foot forward and, and you just meet people, you know, that's, that's the totally. game. Yeah. Right on. Uh, a book you would recommend. Hmm. I'm going to embarrass myself and say, I don't do as much reading as I should. Um, I thought you were going to say Celestine prophecy or something. <laughs> I was going to say that is embarrassing. 
Um, yeah, gosh, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I read a book for leisure, to be honest. And uh, something that you've bought recently for under a thousand dollars that's had an impact on your life? Oh. Not interesting. I assume. Uh, <laughs> 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 let's let's get off of that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, positive impact. Uh, you know, we really like, we like cooking at home, my wife and I, right? And um, uh, we bought one of those Anova uh, sous vide machines. You, ever, you oh, guys yeah. have one of those? I don't have yeah. one, but... No, but uh, uh, Hawksworth does. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I doubt it's that one, but that's <laughs> they, how they, they make the their pro, chicken. Yeah, the pro-grade yeah. one. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a game changer, man. It's uh, for, for the cost, I don't know, it's like 200 bucks or whatever, but it's, it's amazing. You'll never, you'll never screw up cooking meat again. Is that so? So, how long does it take typically? Oh, it depends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we so you we put did the a, meat in. It's like a almost a like it looks cook, like though. it looks yeah. like a uh, almost like a Ziploc bag. You're just right? giving it a nice bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You put it in a. It has to be a you know food grade uh, plastic bag. Yeah, and you submerge it in the water. You set the temperature, and it just you know. We cooked a leg of lamb. It took us like eight hours or whatever. But um, depending on what you're cooking, and it's just like it's you'll never have a dry piece of meat again. Yeah, the chicken I've had has always been the it's best amazing. chicken I've ever had. Yeah, uh, I, we're we're big now on the um, what, do, what do you call it? The steam, uh, oh god, it it is steam fryer. I mean, do you oh, have a steam yeah. fryer? We have an air fryer or an air that's, fryer. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the air fryer. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good for chicken too. Got one of those for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you can tell we're we got all the gadgets right. So yeah. it's uh, air fryer is good. Between the two, I would say the sous vide is is. The, the, suvi- the must-have, really? yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Huh. So. Hey, well, positive Christmas. Positive, yeah. <laughs> positive end Christmas is only a year away, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, cool. thanks so much, Doug, for your time. Yeah. That was, uh, My pleasure, guys. I was going to say that was yeah. a great conversation, but uh, it was more depressing than anything. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't mean to be so doom and gloom. You know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good good work being done out there, right? So uh, again, talk to your broker, find someone good, and you know, yeah. And and how can people get in touch with you, Doug? Um, so, uh, again, my, my office is in North Burnaby, um, Hastings and Gamma, and we're called the Reliance Insurance Agencies. And, uh, yeah, you can call, call there, ask for me. I'd be happy to chat with anyone. Obviously there's never any obligation. There's no, no fees or anything like that. Just, you know, call me, pick my brain. Just, uh, just good advice. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, Doug. Appreciate it. You're welcome. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Douglas Chan from Reliance Insurance. Matt, speaking of terrifying things, I just want to say, just to make this episode a little bit scarier, uh, coronavirus, uh, we were just talking about it's it's hit Vancouver. It has. Uh, be safe out there, people. Yeah. Well, apparently it's impacting open houses. Well, no, I, I just actually, I just heard that somebody was, was saying maybe we should postpone our open house just because... Uh, people might be avoiding crowds until we get this thing under control. You know what? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I also saw, as you say that, it makes me think of a tweet from Wendy Waters, past guest. Uh, She's very, very smart, and I follow her on Twitter. She just put out a thought of the day on Twitter two hours ago. Is this coronavirus the black swan event that pushes a global economy into recession? Well, this is it. And everyone's been talking about kind of the black swan, right? Because the economy well, what, is, yeah, what the is world it? economies and the finance, you know, it's, it's, it's not making a lot of sense. And, and, and that's actually... Everybody's watching for something like that, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're in interesting times, interesting insurance times, but hopefully... Uh, we hopefully should have saved I'll... this episode for our Halloween edition, because this is... Uh, 
sort of leave on this note, really, and, and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, well, no, we also got good news. Yeah, we do. VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. <laughs> That's our fantastic website. Yes. We're uh, we're actually doing a rebrand, too. This is exciting oh, stuff. There's man. tons of stuff going on. Yeah. But more importantly, if you are interested in real estate, we are realtors. We have this phenomenal website with tons of resources, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Head over there to sign up to the Livewire, which yes. is our weekly email subscription that we send out with stats, stats that you're going to get from nowhere else. We are one of the best resources out there for Vancouver real estate stats. We just sent out three assignments yesterday, two of them at cost, right? and they were bought more than two years ago. We're sending out stuff. There's no reason why you shouldn't be on the live wire. So head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up there. We also have that research tool, Private Client Services. Yes, Matt. If you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor-level information at your fingertips. It's free. It's available on our site. And really, like it is, we've used them all. This is the best way to search for real estate in Vancouver. Absolutely. And apart from all the uh, the kind of negative news we've right. put forth in the last hour here to keep you up to date on the latest, we are super optimistic. It's busy out there right now. And if you're interested in finding out about what your property's worth or listing this spring, we are always available for a quick chat and we'd love to help you out. And we're getting our listings going right now. We've got a lot of listings coming to market. And, and really, just even if it's a conversation about how to time, how to roll out the property, we're happy to help. This is what we do. This, we sell this, properties, this, right? So, I mean, and and you've probably heard in the past some of our ideas on how to correctly market a listing. Uh, we can we can walk you through this. Our systems work. That's 100% accurate. Give me a shout at any point, 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. We also got that secret line. Info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. The guy who's literally hiding from the coronavirus at Senior Frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week, guys. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join typing in VRP 2020. 